0: Ladies and gentlemen, weebs and weeblets, welcome to the manga section. Sit back, relax, and grab your favorite drink as we jump into My Hero Academia, Chapter 286, The Ones Within Us. Alright, so, this week's chapter, my oh my, Horikoshi is just not giving us a break, is he? Uh, And as always, as last week, or as I did last week, I'm gonna be just going through the chapter page by page, talking about my thoughts as, you know, we go through There's, I wouldn't say there's as much to talk about this week, but there is still some significant things that I want to talk about. So let's just jump right into that. So we open the chapter with seeing what happened to Bakugo after the cliffhanger that was chapter 285. And honestly, it's it's shocking. It's shocking. Uh, Bakugo's not quite dead yet, but he does tell Deku to stop trying to win this on your own, which I didn't realize at first read, but I went through it again And this comment really, I feel like it brings you back to the remedial arc when Bakugo is telling that one kid, you know, about the weaknesses. I don't know what the exact quote is because I don't have it, but it brought me back to that when he was kind of talking about how you need to overlook your own weaknesses, which this is something Bakugo would try to do is win it on his own. And that just kind of further shows that little bit of character arc, but Bakugo's character arc could be over if he dies. I don't think he will. A lot of people on Twitter don't think he will, just based off like the discussion I had between the last chapter and this chapter. So I think we're good. Shigaraki going nuts because All for One is in control now and he's trying to break free of that. But we'll get into that a little later. So yeah, Bakugo falls down to the ground. Deku ain't having any of that. Todoroki catches him with one hand. And this is something I, I saw mentioned on Twitter today. I I don't know how all of this is going to get animated because this is like... This is, you see it, and it's like, wow, that's really cool. And then you think about, how are you going to do all of these different things? Because there's a panel here, after Deku hears the reaction of, like, you know, Shigaraki, or I guess All for One saying, you know, the last sacrifice being the, or the last amount of blood was the most useless, and when, when he snaps and turns, how do you even animate that? Like, how do you turn that into moving animation? Because it looks so good, just as a still panel, and... You know, other stuff, like, oh, and I didn't notice, but just now, Shigaraki is still kind of on fire, a little bit, as Bakugo falls for the first time, and then he gets caught, and it sounds like Shigaraki, because he, at the bottom of page two, he kind of stumbles and says, my, and then doesn't finish, and it looks like this is the point where all for one, like, fully takes over, not only Shigaraki's body, but also being the one who's talking through this body, because then... You know, he says some very all for one esque stuff like this battle today so much blood spilled for no good reason. That sounds like something he would say to All Might. And you know, in terms of like all for one wants one for all back, he knows exactly what to say to get Deku to jump at him and then steal the quirk. So you know, he shoots his little things out at Deku, and Deku uses his new quirk, a uh, bite for all, and just bites at these. I don't know. I don't even know what to call them. I guess they're just whips or like tendrils. I don't know. Shigaraki is not looking so hot. He, like, you can tell his whole body is burned, but then there are patches that aren't, and I don't know if that's patches that are regenerating or if those are patches that just didn't fully get burned or what's going on. But I do want to say that this panel, where Deku freaking bites the tendrils, it is such a damn near perfect panel. It is just, it is so beautifully drawn and I don't and then this is another one I don't know how you turn this into animation at all like you look at it and you're like wow that's impressive and it's wow it's just it's such a good panel it'll probably end up as the thumbnail for this week's episode because it's just so good and then as we move on Deku's like yelling at him to take it back and we get this really haunting panel of Shiggy's uh, Shigaraki's face splitting open and you see All For One inside. So it's like literally showing you that All For One is now the one in control, which is crazy. And then we jump to, hey, remember last week when I was like, Maki is still on the way? Well, here we go. He's still tearing through cities. You know, since All For One and Shigaraki are there, he gets two cents and he's a little confused as to why he smells two. But he is really tearing through this city and it And it's something that, oh, this is just anime or manga or whatever. And you think about like, uh it's fine. But could you imagine if something like this happened, like through major cities in the world, if there was something just plowing right through cities and killing as many people like just as it goes through, that is nuts. When you think about it in like real life context of this is what's happening right now. And there are thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people dying just from Makia going straight through. And that's not to mention any buildings to the side or, you know, like extra stuff that's happening. There are a lot of people dying in this arc. And it seems like the villains are going to get away with it because I have a feeling, and I think everybody else does, that the villains are going to win this arc. Like they're going to win this war. There's no way the heroes pull out from this one, especially with the way this Shigaraki battle is going unless 287 gives us some like huge tide shift i don't think i don't think the heroes are winning this one so it's just more of like the we need to retreat and then uraraka here has like some intense like retrospective as to like wow we're going to refl- we're going to reflect on 286 chapters of this manga and how the evil is just kind of getting worse as it does and now you know that's kind of how it works So, and she looked, and I swear, she's going to end up at the battle with Deku somehow. Like, she's just going to end up being there. And I don't know, because there is a quote in here where they say the heroes fighting Shigaraki don't know the whole situation. And since the comms are down, they're going to have to go there and tell them. So I'm wondering if Uraraka is going to be in that group of people who goes over to that fight to tell them that Makia is coming. I would assume Ida would be the person to do that because he can run super fast because that's kind of his quirk. But I don't know. I'm I'm assuming Uraraka is going to get there in some way, shape, or form and she will be there and either see the end of Deku's fight or however that goes down. But she's going to be there. Now, back to Deku. All for one, just freaking slaps Deku in the face. My God. This man just gets slapped. And it's crazy. Shigaraki's been fighting Deku for what? Uh, f- I'd say six or seven chapters now. Maybe eight. Like full on fighting Deku for a while and he's like just been getting this up and down and then all for one steps in and is like nope I'll take the quirk now and like within I'd say 30 seconds of him taking over Shigaraki's body like fully he's already got all for one back now I did I did I did I'm recording this a little later than before but I did go on Twitter and notice someone pointed out Deku punched off a chunk of Shigaraki's face and that is like I don't know if that's Because his face... Like, I didn't... I didn't... I feel like I didn't know his face could chip like that. And I guess that's just... It's so burned and crisp that it could just be punched off. The paneling is kind of weird. Because it, when, you know, you see the chunk broken off of his face, it looks like it's his hand pulling back. But it's... I think it's actually Deku's fist punching him. And then we get whisked away to the... To the vestige realm. Which, it seems like the rest of this fight's gonna take place in the vestige realm. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean... I think I'll be okay with it, depending on how it gets done, because we see all for one who's just really like laying into Shigaraki like, no no no, this was my doing, not yours and then Shigaraki is really out here like, No, this is what I wanna do. I just used you temporarily for a temporary power. You know, we're not gonna like we're this is the end of our deal or transaction or whatever, and I wanna go back to being me now that, you know, my body's not dead. But something I didn't think about that All For One points out, uh, even if he had survived burning, he would have plummeted to his death. Like he would have fallen and died. And I guess I didn't realize that because, and I guess I fe- this is something that happens in anime a lot, is when they're fighting in the air, you don't really think about how high up in the air they are. It's just kind of in the air. And then they always land perfectly normal. But I think that's going to happen to Deku if someone doesn't catch him. He's going to smash into the ground and he's going to break his legs or his arms or something, and he's just going to hit the ground. Kind of calling back to when he fought the 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 giant robot for the entrance exam, and he was like, oh, I've only got my left arm, and everything else is broken. So I think if someone has a catch, and maybe that's where Uraraka comes in and she saves him like that again. You know, because we all, we love narrative parallels here. That would be, that would be nice. And it looks like, From the way these panels are set up, before they go into the Vestige Realm, it looks like Shigaraki is actively taking one for all away. And even when you go into the Vestige Realm panels where Deku's standing there, it looks like it's, like, the way the smoke and clouds and everything is being pulled, it looks like it's being pulled from behind Deku towards where Shigaraki is. And, like, this is him actively stealing the quirk. And that's why, you know, you can see him and All for One in there since you know shigaraki doesn't technically have one for all it's like he's pulling it out and then you know deku can't move because he he doesn't have legs he only has arms and then nana shimura shows up and she's like let us handle this and i i i, I don't know where this is going to be quite honest with you i really don't <sighs> i as much as i love my hero and i love horikoshi and i love the writing he's done thus far I really hope that this vestige realm thing is not an excuse to get him out of his arm injuries or whatever. I don't want him I don't want Deku to find some kind of magic quirk or some kind of magic that completely reverses the effects on his arms and he can use them completely normally again. Cause I feel like and Horikoshi's not really one to back away from consequences, because like he's always been super into writing consequentially, but writing Deku's arms being broken the way they are and even reminding us at the beginning of last chapter that he can't use his arms super crazy like that again and then he did it during the overhaul arc and you know I mean to be fair he had Airy there too so it wasn't as bad but this is something on a completely different level and I I really don't want Deku to get his arms magically healed there needs to be a consequence to this and I don't know I just <sighs> the vestige realm could go one of two ways it could be you know, Nana tells, hey, Shigaraki, stop being evil. Stop doing what you're doing. You need to be a hero, which, you know, that could happen. But even she was even there when he was I think it was when he was fully embracing all for one and like um, decaying everything behind him. And he like decayed all his family members. She was there, too. So I, I, I think they've already had that confrontation. And now she's just helping Deku to keep from getting the corks st- stolen. And maybe that's why they're there because it says us handle this as opposed to just her. So I think her and the black whip user and the first one for all user and maybe another one. So maybe Deku unlocks two quirks in this war arc, which I feel is moving too fast anyway. But I think maybe they're there to keep the quirk from getting stolen as opposed to, I don't know, getting like actually fighting Shigaraki. Like, Maybe, maybe, and and maybe, you know, next week is an origin story, and we get to see what happened between Nana Shimura and All for One, like how that fight played out. Maybe that's what happens next week, and we just get kind of a cutaway that goes into flashback, because I could see, a, I could see them doing that. And, you know, maybe next week we get uh, in-depth on how each one-for-all user, or, yeah, one-for-all user works, and what their quirk is, and we can finally find out the mystery of the fourth. And maybe... Next week or the week after, we will also get some confirmation as to what is the fourth user. Like, what is the deal with the fourth user? Because it was referenced last chapter, which means it's gonna, maybe going to be brought up again soon. And I hope it is, because, I mean, it was pretty good. It, it, it seems like this it can go somewhere good, and it might have a remedy to Deku's arms. Maybe he has cell regeneration. God, I hope it's not that. But, you know, just for the sake of speculation, maybe he has some kind of healing or something that can negate some of the damage in his arms and make them kind of usable maybe he can you know flick or anything like that just can't use his full arms which I think would be great to have Deku innovate and you know that meme of improvise adapt overcome like do that kind of thing yeah so this chapter is people on Twitter are saying this is like a 10 out of 10 chapter and honestly it didn't hit there for me because I'm looking at these panels that you know okay In in terms of art this week, yes, 10 out of 10, easy. But in terms of the story, I feel like this is one of those in-between chapters where we had a really, really high, great chapter last week, and this is kind of like the dip in between before we jump back up next week. So this is really more of a setup chapter as opposed to a heavy hitter chapter, because like... We have our cliffhanger. Is Shigaraki going to steal one for all from Deku? Why is Nana Shimura there? Is Uraka going to show up? And, you know, is Makia going to get there next chapter? Like, is that going to be another cliffhanger next week? Is, is Makia going to get there? So I feel like this was more of a setup chapter. And that's why it didn't do much for me. Because it's like, uh eh, I mean, the art is god tier. Like, the art slaps this week. But I feel like I was expecting something different. Like... I was expecting Deku to disengage from Shigaraki as opposed to go at him harder over Bakugo. Like, and I guess, you know, I write characters and I guess that's how I would write my characters. But I, it's just, I love the art. As I've said multiple times, the art is like freaking amazing. But at the same time, it's just the story stuff didn't really hit the same for me. And I think next week, once we see next week's chapter, and, you know, we look at what's going to be in 287, we can really get a good glimpse of what did this chapter set up? What did this chapter do for the story? Where is it? Where does it put us to start next week? Because there's a lot of unanswered questions as to where can we start next week. And I think that's okay. Just like even in anime, there's, you know, when watching My Hero Season 4, the remedial training arc was really slow but it also got us between the overhaul arc and the school festival arc. And it was kind of that dip before you go back up because everything, every story has a natural dip where it's got to go down a little bit after some intense action before it ramps back up again. And that's what I feel this chapter is, is it's a ramp down before we ramp up next week to find out what's going to happen in the Vestige Realm. What is going on with Makia? Is Uraraka going to show up? Is Deku going to get his quirk stolen? Like There are a lot of questions that this chapter brings up And they are now at the forefront and ready to be answered. Because if, like, Horikoshi specifically took the time to point out Uraraka's thoughts on this. Not Ida's thoughts or Nedre's thoughts or Sue's thoughts. No, it's Ochako's thoughts. And why did he specifically choose her? And when she looks off, it's like she's looking into the distance of where Deku is fighting. So I think that was brought up for a very specific reason. And that reason is now at the forefront of questions to be answered. Like, you know, we know that the group who's with Momo and Jiro and uh, Mina, all that group, they're fine. And Maki has gone clear past them despite all of their efforts to stop them. I still don't know what happened to Kirishima after that, by the way. Is he dead? I don't know where he's at. I went back and looked at the panels and it's kind of unclear. Unless, uh, unless I'm missing something, which correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see anything of him after he jumped up there to do that. So... I think, as I said, this chapter is a low point. Not in terms of, like, quality or anything. It's just the kind of natural dip in a story where the action scales down and we have to do a little more dialogue and we have to do some more setup so that we can ramp up next week or the week after that to get back into the action and to finish up this arc. I would say we are definitely five chapters max from the end of this fight. Like, I can't see many more ways this fight can go and not be done. Like, we have to be getting close to the end of this arc, of this fight, and which maybe we're not. Maybe we're another 20 chapters out from the end, because in all reality, Maki is still not here. And that brings a lot of things with it, because who's going to tell Shigaraki that, oh, Twice is dead? Or, you know, Dobby is going to be in the same place as uh, Shoto and Endeavor. And how's that going to go out? Because we all think he's a Todoroki, which apparently... You know, he name-dropped to Hawks, but we don't know what he said because it got blocked out. That was, like, the biggest troll of 2020. So, Maki is showing up, I could see easily adding another 5 or 10 chapters into this arc just from the fallout from that. And like I said last week, there's no big hero to come in and save the day. Like, most of the top 10 pros are spent fighting Shigaraki. And then anyone under that, I don't know of any other hero that could come in and be like, oh, this is over. So, I think they're gonna try to retreat and... The heroes are going to have to retreat and move on and leave. So I don't know where this chat... I don't know where we're going. And I'm kind of... Like, I'm not worried. I have faith that Horikoshi is going to end this arc the right way and do the writing justice. Because he hasn't... I've never been disappointed by anything he wrote in terms of, like, how it played out. I think all of it's good to a degree. I don't think there's any one bad arc in my hero. I'd say there are some arcs that are a little bit lower and a little bit slower and more... I don't want to say boring, but not as exciting as, you know, like an overhaul arc or a school festival arc, or, you know, like even the war arc compared like, which I guess I'm going to mention this in a bit, but you know, hero fest 2020 was this weekend and we got the trailer for, uh, you know, class one, a versus one B. that, that arc was slow, but there were high points in it that made, that kept it from being slow. And I, I could not imagine reading that arc on a week to week basis. I would be so bored. I read it as a binge, and I got all the way through it, so, and it's gonna, it's gonna be a little painful to watch that as, you know, a week-to-week anime, because there's, I, there's gonna be weeks where there's just nothing of substance, and then there's gonna be, like, Deku versus Shinso, and when Deku unlocks Black Whip, and whatever, I don't remember what Todoroki's fight was, but there's Todoroki's fight, and, like, there's a bunch of stuff in there that makes it great, but that stuff is gonna come every other week, or every three weeks, like, it's not gonna all come at once. Which is just kind of... That's kind of the way, you know, watching things weekly goes. You got to stick it out. I watched My Hero Season 4 completely weekly. Like, I was never behind. I watched every episode when it came out. And to be fair, I had read the manga, so I knew where the manga... Or I knew where the story was going. And I kind of played a little played a little game of anticipating how many weeks out we were from certain things by just looking at how many chapters were adapted each episode. But, like, yeah. In terms of the manga, I... I don't really know what to say about this chapter. If I had to rank it, I'd say it's definitely 8.59 for me. I just feel like after the extremely high 10 that was last chapter with all the Bakugo stuff, this one did not really hit the same for me. And, you know, it. and I don't entirely hate the chapter. I just don't, I'm not a fan of the, like, incredibly slow, like, We were going so fast with the pacing and, like, how everything was playing out, and now it's like we've slammed on the brakes for one chapter to be like, whoa, let's slow down the pacing and let's actually move along, and then we're gonna speed it back up to finish out the arc. So, that was just all that bothered me, personally. Other than that, I thought it was fine, because, you know, the art is great. Horikoshi's art is always great. So, now... To talk about the anime for a second, I know this is the manga section, but it's My Hero related, and I want to talk about Hero Fest 2020. We got release date for season five, which is exciting, and we got a poster, and we got a trailer, which, (sighs) as much as I love My Hero, the trailer did not do much for me, especially after reading the manga, and it was just a trailer of, like, Character images on the screen like it showed really nothing of substance, and maybe they don't really have anything of substance to show us at the moment because spring 2021 is still a fair m- amount away. Like, let's say it comes out in April, that's still six months from now, and you know, six months before season four, we didn't really have much aside from a teaser trailer anyway. So, and I think Hero Fest 2020 was kind of a letdown a little bit because people really overhyped, like, okay, we're getting a season five trailer, maybe we're gonna hear something about maybe a vigilantes anime or. You know, and all we really got was just release date, poster, and trailer for Season 5. And that was it. So, I think things definitely got a little overhyped. And that contributed to the event not feeling as epic as it should be. So, apparently the next time we're going to get news is in December for Shonen Jump Fest. Or Fiesta, I don't know. I just know that's what I saw on Twitter. And I'm like, okay, so we're waiting till December to hear new stuff. So, yeah, that's really all I have for this week. The chapter was good anime announcement or whatever trailer was okay it's it's a pretty eh week for my hero I'd say as much as I love it for me it was just kind of an eh week now I do want to mention the leaks fake leaks of course as as you do every week fake leaks that told us you know it it told us that Nana shows up but it it completely overspeculated that we were going to have a whole conversation between her and Shigaraki and that's where the chapter was going to end and it's just like are you serious are you kidding me this is what we're doing, which the leaks leaked even earlier than they did last week. They leaked Wednesday night here in the US. Which a lot a lot earlier. They didn't leak till like Thursday afternoon last week. So yeah, it's and I just I didn't if you're gonna do leaks, just look at the images. Don't pay attention to any of the to any of the you know any of the synopses or just when people insert their own dialogue to be a translation. There is like a, there is an, there is an English translation that comes out the day before the, that comes out the day, a day or two before the official Shonen Jump release. And it's, it's different than the official Shonen Jump release, but I was able to put together most of my notes off of the, you know, fake English leak. And then I just, you know, checked up some with some dialogue and edited my notes around. So most of my notes were done before the official chapter came out. So, but again, If you were going to look at the leaks, please read it officially when it comes out on Sunday. Because if the only thing you do is look at the leaks, then the official stuff is not going to get the amount of attention it needs. And I'm not saying it's going to cause a huge dent in My Hero. But, you know, as I said last week, I look at the leaks because, you know, I want to see what's happening. I want to get a kind of get a mental grasp on where we're going in terms of discussion this weekend, like, where's the My Hero community going this weekend? Like, what are we going to talk about? And, you know, just kind of where the story's going so I can get a general idea of what I'm going to talk about for the show every week. So, yeah, look at the leaks, only for the images, and then look at the official, you know, weekly Shonen Jump releases Sunday, about 11 a.m. Central Time, so it's about noon Eastern. You can figure all that stuff out. But please, yes, do do the weekly Shonen Jump. I'm not sponsored or anything, but I just felt I should say that. So... With that being said, this is the end of this week's episode. Now, there is going to be a note here. I'm actually going to be out of town next week when Chapter 287 drops. So, I have a subsequent episode talking about Jujutsu Kaisen uh, Chapter 1. I started the manga, and I'm going to talk about that while I'm gone. And then, the week after that, so the week that 288 comes out, unless there's a break that we don't know about yet, I will be back, and I will cover 287 and 288, or, you know, whatever. So, Next week's episode, for October 12th, I'm going to be out of town, and that's when the episode on Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 1 will be out, and then the week after that, which should be the 19th, if I'm not mistaken, I'll be back talking about My Hero Academia and all that stuff. So, thank you for listening. There was a ton of support on YouTube, which is why the podcast, this podcast specifically, will be uploaded to uh, YouTube and onto the its own podcast page. So, the Nerdiest Podcast is still its own thing. I'm not going to be uploading these episodes there anymore, but it is also available on YouTube because there were a ton of people who liked it and followed it on YouTube, and I was like, hey, why deprive the YouTube people of their stuff? So, with that being said, thank you for listening again. I will see you guys next week. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both will be linked in the description. So, yeah, I'll see you guys next week to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 1. Peace. Out.